Hi dear beloved, Omar here. You are now listening to The Rest Podcast and this is the Anxiety and Jesus series. Alright, so today we have a phenomenal guest on the show. He is a lover of God and good, a personal development consultant, a life coach and influencer, a financial coach and a pastor. It is no other person than Pastor Wale Ogunaiki of World of Faith Christian Center, Kano. So, in the next few minutes, you'll be listening to words that will change the way you think and the way you see things. I had the opportunity, the privilege to have a discussion with Pastor Willie as regards how to operate from a place of rest. You want to pay serious attention so that you can drink from the wells of wisdom that God has put in his servant. So, without further ado, let's get right into today's business. Thanks so much, Pastor Willie, for agreeing to do this. It's a pleasure, Omar. It's a pleasure. Always a joy to be a blessing to people. Yeah, it's amazing. I already envisioned this, and then to finally have it happen feels like feels very surreal. Are you serious? You envision it. Yeah. Wow, you have a strong imagination, girl. Keep using it. It will get you places. You can imagine. I mean, talking with any of the presidents and the kings of the world. It's the same way. Our mind doesn't always know the difference between real reality and your dreams. Tell people they don't believe it, but that's the way it is. So use it well. Yeah, so what do we have to do today? Mm-hmm. Okay, so today we will be speaking on how to operate from a place of rest. <laughs> I'm sure you have your question, so shoot, let's right, go. So the first question is, what comes to your mind when you hear the word rest? Rest to me means... Um, for me, you're not doing anything, but somebody else is doing it. You know, you're entering to rest when a professional is handling your stuff. You go to a tailor, but you're not sure the person can really get it. You know, no matter how much, you'll still be wondering. But when you give your clothes to a designer, a professional, this is good. You know that the guy's going to just do it well. So, to me, the way I say rest, I mean Bible rest, Christian rest, is God is bigger than me. God planned my life. He created me. He has a plan for me. I believe his word and his promises to me. So I take my place, knowing there's some things I can do. Then I allow him to handle what he can. There's some things God won't do for us. God won't come and do my work. And I can't do his work. So rest is when I know what I have to do. Yeah. And then I allow him to do what he needs to do. A good example, man in the Garden of Eden. That's the first place I think you can understand rest. He created man, but man named all the animals, but there was no helper for the man. So God made man to sleep. I mean, I mean, woman. That means man knew his problem, but he couldn't solve it. God made him to sleep while God solved the problem. Then woke him up. Showed him the solution, and the man, well, wow, woman, bone of my bone. So that's the rest for you when you allow God to do what He needs to do. And another one is may you believe the promises of God to the point of just be willing to do what He says you should do when He handles the big things that you can do. So that's rest. I'm sure that everyone listening right now has gotten even more than they bargained for. Thank you so much. So the next question is. Given your results and achievements as a husband, father, pastor, life coach, financial coach, and every capacity that God has called you to serve in, 
Can you say that you've experienced what it means to operate from a place of rest? I function better from a place of rest. As a father, what can I do about my kids? The only thing I can do, pray and provide whatever I got. I won't be with them all the time. All my kids have left home right now. I don't know where they are. I have to rest. I have to rest in God. And he says, great shall be the peace of my children. They shall be taught of the Lord. I have to rest in God. He says, all your children shall be taught by me. I have to rest in God. He says, I watch over them. I'll keep them. Yes. So, I can teleguide them. I can use CCTV to monitor them. So as a father, I got to rest in his promises about my kids. I do what I can. So I always operate better from the angle of rest. Because if I'm not rested, I'll be anxious. And when I'm anxious, it leads to stress. Like I said, rest and anxiety, they are two sides of the coin. So you're either in anxiety or fear, or you're resting in God's promises. But both of them have focus, both of them have promises. For example, if I'm anxious right now, it's because a thought occurs to me, hey, what will happen to my kids? And then the voice says, ah, I will kill them. <laughs> and I'm like, kill who? They are now in anxiety, and I call them, I'll be killed. You know, it makes sense. So when I hear, I will kill them, I say, no, you can't kill them. Their life is hidden in Christ in God. I'll kill them. He has given his angels charge over them. I'll kill them with long life. God will satisfy me. Can you see? The rest is a function of a professional. God is good. God is bigger than any problem. If he says one thing, he means it. So rest is when I believe what he says. And I refuse to believe the lies that I'm hearing or the ones I'm saying. Hope I'll have to. Yeah, so it's safe to say that you operate from a place of rest. Yeah. If I don't, I don't think I'll be successful as a Christian. Because when you're anxious, even God said it. He said, okay, if you worry, you can't grow one cubit of your hair. You can't change anything with worry. It doesn't do any good for us. What it does makes you look old for your time. And then guess what? We just we just like it. Because there's a void inside us. We're all running away from confronting that void. You see, God has put eternity in the heart of man. And it's only him that can feel it. That's why I've been in this generation, you like noise. Because when you're too quiet, you're afraid. Yes. Why? And the power and the rest is in that stillness. Solitude, silence, stillness. There's so much power in it. When you get a time to yourself to meditate on his promises, when you can get a time to just think, let me blow your bubble or bust your brain. One time God told me, Wally, all your needs have been met. Philippians 4.19 said, is there anything that you're going to need now? And I would say, oh, I didn't think of it. Oh, yeah, 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 Jesus, come. <laughs> Nothing catches him on ways. And then he now began to show me. He said, okay, just go back and check it out. All have sinned. And I've fallen short of glory. So that's what we lost in Adam. Now we're in Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Then my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. So I'm like, wow. So anytime I have a need, I'm like, God, what's your glory doing about this? Mm. Every time God answers your prayer, you know that's his glory showing for. Yes, 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 yes. Do you understand now? Can you, can you see a different perspective? Sorry. Is there anything you will need now that is not already provided? 
Okay, everybody's looking for money. Please mention any amount already exists. Trillions exist. They're not just going to print it. It's there. It's just that it's not with you. And God knows how to get it to you if you spend the time with Him. Do you know that many things are yet to be discovered in this world? And imagine me spending so much time with Him. And you know where some of them are. And I say, okay, well, I just want to bless you. And say, go this way, go this way, go this way. And discover something. And I discover that thing and the entire world needs it. What does that make you? A billion in dollars. Will I rest? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you don't need you. Thank you. So go on to the next question, girl. I hope I've helped you. Yes. So I'll pray from the place of rest. I need to get his promises and I get what I need to do. Then I keep his promises in front of me in my head. I roll it around and he helps me to do what I need to do. So that's what success is. Okay. So what does it mean to operate from a place of rest? Like, does it mean there are no obstacles there definitely will be as long as you're in this world they don't call you an overcomer if there's nothing to overcome there's no sweetness in any victory if there's no competition but you know that you're one that's why things in the natural would create a facade that's why we're afraid you look at your account and you don't have money and you have need for something that is so much more now you draw a blank because the picture in your mind and the picture in God's mind are two different things. That's how I will rest. What is rest? Okay. I check my account. I say I have maybe 5,000 and I have a bill of 5 million. Now there's going to be anxiety. There's going to be stress. Good. So if I now want to operate in the place of rest, I will go back to God and His Word. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing. But with everything by prayer and with supplication, let your request be made known to God. We don't think in this generation because we're so much in a hurry. We want to achieve so much within such a short time. So even that verse alone, you just read it and then you're off. Now it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer. Now, do we pray about everything? What you think you can handle? You know, you won't bother praying about it. So I go back to his word. God, I have a need of five million and I have five thousand in my account. What would you have me do, Lord? Because I know that already you have provided this five million. I don't know where it is, I don't know how I'm gonna get it, but I believe you because you said in your word that all my needs have been supplied. So I thank you. So how do I activate this? What do I need to do, Lord, so that together this problem is solved? And I begin to pray. And I cast my cares upon him. And while I am doing that, and then I start fellowshipping with him. And after some time, I keep quiet. Then he talks back to me. Look at what we're doing. You're asking me a question, I'm speaking back. God does speak. So I finish like that, and I keep quiet. So, Lord, what we have, we do. And I hear there's a widow in Portacot. So, 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 and so. Send her that 5,000 I have in your account. Aha. Oh. Can you see now? Now, because I know him. You see, the Bible says, I think it's Hebrews 4, something where he was talking about rest. He said, those that have entered into his rest, those that have believed that have entered into his rest, believing the promise of God, you enter into rest. Because he's the one that will act out or activate the promise. You just believe and you rest. Your dad tells you, hey, Omar, I'll get you a car when you're 20-something. You can't say, okay, daddy, I'm 20-something now. You know, let's just, no, 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 no. So you wait till that time that you're going to be in 20 something. But you'll be telling all your friends, my dad said he's going to get me a small car when I'm 20 something. And that's all. And then guess what? You see everybody with car, you're like, well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'll get my, do you get? 
That's how you rest. So he tells me, give 5,000 to the widow. And I check. Girl, I called the woman, send me her account number. And I do that. And every time the enemy says, ah, you are stupid, you're foolish. Even the 5,000 you have now is gone. And I'm thanking God because I've done what he said. And I knew he would do his part. So I enter into rest. I focus more on him. I praise him. And I wait. And guess what? Bam, something happens. How? I don't know. Somebody has a problem. A company has a problem. Somebody is looking for something. I mean, I've, I've gotten that many times. Somebody is in problem or somebody needs something. It's a problem that you have to solve and then you just get paid for it. Take the Bible very well. When time God wants to bless his people, he creates a problem. And I've told Christians, when you see people's problems, that's God's solution for you. Most of the time we run away from problems. David killed Goliath. Goliath was a problem. So that was David's... Uh, that's how God launched David. Every small child, even the one that would, they haven't born now, will still have David killing Goliath. Now imagine David running away from Goliath. So by obeying God, doing what I can, and waiting for him to do what he has promised to do, the job gets done. So the five million comes. Maybe there's a problem, and I solve it. And they ask for my bill, and I give them the bill of 5.5, and negotiate to five million, and we transfer it. Now has God not done it? Who created the problem? Who made, who made them to call me? God. Good. He knows what you need. He has provided it. And so he's just asking you to ask him for it. That's all. So rest is you knowing your season and doing what you're supposed to do in that season. Right now we're in Hamatan season. If you want to rest in this weather, you make sure that you cover yourself and you wear sweater. You, you understand? You understand? So, I mean, you just dress up for the season you're in. That's rest. See anybody wearing boxers or singlets in this season? <laughs> you know that something is wrong with the Very person. Good. Yeah, so, speaking of a generation of people, majority of people listening right now are young people like me. And in our generation, there's a lot of pressure, so many things to be achieved, you know? People are setting like ridiculously high records and breaking them. So, I'm sure I speak for everyone when I say that there's this pressure to want to do so much in so little a time so how can we operate from the case of rest given these realities this pressure now first of all those pressures are your reality but they're not god's reality mm. you see your reality is what you focus on i'm sure you know that in the bible days there were many other things happening they mentioned methuselah all they did was mention the children he had at the age they didn't tell you what he did because maybe he didn't do the will of god there are many other people there time there was a lot of stuff happening i'm sure you remember in the time of Noah, he never had rain and the bible said he was moved by fear and faith in god and he was building an ark and the people were supplying him the wood the nails he bought it off some people and yet they never entered into the ark what does that tell you they had other businesses everybody was doing their stuff but they were not doing the will of god the question is all those records people are breaking fantastic as they are would they mean anything in eternity you see, we're running a race that is not ours. If you're a Christian, the Bible says, run the race that is set before you. He said, see, seeing you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, lay aside the sin and the weight that easily weighs us down. And run the race that is set before you. Girl, I can't be driving my car and driving another person's car. I gotta look straight and I know where I'm going so I get to go there. That's all. You can be inspired by what they do, but that's not you. When God made you, what did he tell you? Paul said in, I think it's Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, 10, I am what I am by the grace of God. Paul was a troublemaker. 
was jailing Christians. He didn't deny it. And then eventually met the Lord. And guess what? He wrote to thoughts of the Bible. He never saw Jesus. Even the apostles that saw Jesus, they didn't know Jesus was dying for us. They were all sad and went back into fishing. What does that tell you? Exactly who you are meant to be is what you should do. The reason why we're under so much pressure, I see it as part of the demonic system of this world to change times and seasons so that you can wear out the saints of God. What does that mean? If there's a season right now and this is what God will have you to be doing now, He shows you other people that are doing something else in their own season and makes you to compare yourself with them. I give an example. Can you talk to your parents about boyfriend when you're six years old? Mm, no. Why? Because it's not time. It's not season. Do you understand? Yes. Now, they can ask you, ah, Mama, how far? Do you understand? Yes, Why? Time. And guess what all of you are trying to fight against? Time. Have you ever eaten the mango that is not ripe? What did you do to you? Set my teeth on edge. <laughs> okay. And then your stomach started going to the toilet. Your stomach trouble. Yeah. What does that tell you? When a fruit is not matured, how does a fruit get matured? It stays on the tree until it is time. <laughs> and it's mature. Now, when it is matured, then it can be eaten. And then it will supply the right nutrients. But when it is eaten before the time, it causes problem. So, if you do the wrong things at the right time, it's still wrong. And if you do the right thing at the wrong time, it's still wrong. You got to do the right thing at the right time. So you got to know your time. I don't get under pressure any longer. Why? Because I've come to accept myself. Most of your problems in this generation, you don't accept yourself. You don't even know who you are. So you're looking for a role model. And most of the role models we have, the only role model Christians are allowed to have is Christ. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Wife, submit to your husband as unto the Lord. Children, obey your parents. Parents, do not exasperate. Everybody, father, mother, everybody, Christ. Why? Romans 8, I think, 20-something. That the goal of God is that we be conformed to the image of Christ. Nobody has the image of Christ any longer. You have certificate. How many certificates did Christ have? I was just telling you about Joseph. I'm working under my boss in 30 years of life. And the belief out there is that be your own boss. Yeah. So can make it beyond this, beyond that. And then God showed me. I was talking about prosperity. I said, how can I make it being on the under somebody? I'm not even a slave, but I mean, just comparing with that. And I said, read Genesis 39. Joseph was a slave in Potiphar's house and he was a prosperous man in the house of his master. And God asked me, how much were they paying him? You know when you're a slave, when they give you clothes and they give you food and a place to sleep, you should be content. And then yet they called him a prosperous man to the point that they said his master observed that something is different with this guy had to put everything under him. So what was the secret of his prosperity? From God. How many Christians have God with them and yet they're looking for and yet they're looking for fame? You've got God with you, yet you're looking for certificates. I'm not knocking you getting certificates. I'm not knocking you breaking records. But can we break record with God? Joseph broke the record with God. That's why they wrote it down in the Bible. He was in Potiphar's house. God was with him. That's why he ran away from sin. Nowadays, we're breaking records, but we're sinning to break it. And you expect God to be with us. If Joseph was to be in this generation, he would be pressurized to sleep with Madame and all the house girls in that place. That's how he will rule. Now you see why sin flows us in this generation. Because there's no fear of God. We are not conscious of God. So we do anything to get anything. Joseph didn't sleep with Madame. Why? Should I tell you? He was conscious that he had God with him. He knows that God was the secret of his prosperity. Sin will chase God away. So he ran away from sin. He kept God. 
they took him to jail. God went with him. In the jail, they recognized that God is with him. They made him the head again. In the jail, he was still with God. Till he became prime minister, God was still with him. Selah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much thing. No, because listen, when I came into ministry, my salary was pity. I couldn't, I didn't understand how I was ever going to make it. And God said, you got me. And I'm like, I don't understand. I got you, yeah, but you don't translate to money. And he said, Tell, ask me whatever you need. I will supply it. Money was formed by human beings. They agreed. That's why they call it legal tender. If I was straight by butter, that's how money came about. Now it's ruling everybody. God is there before money. And God will be there after money has gone. Secret of prosperity. God be with you. you want to break records in your generation. Check the Bible. Read the history of everybody that broke record. It was that God connection. Guess what this is doing to you, generation now? You don't spend time with God. You want to break records so that the world can applause. But the world is applauding where God is not. How would you feel? You finish running the race and they say, Wow, Omar, this is 400 meters. You're supposed to run 100 meters. You're disqualified. Oh, that's what's going to shock a lot of people. You're doing a lot of stuff. And maybe you're not meant to be doing. There's a lot of jealousy, competition. All those things are not actually character of Christ. Was who was Christ jealous of? Who was Christ envious of? Well, yeah, we have envy. We hear that somebody has done one thing. So you do want to show that you can do it. The moment you start that, you know that's not Christ. Do you know where this is coming from? If I tell you guys you won't believe it, especially for Christians, I told you that Satan changes times and season. The same Satan went to meet Jesus. Showed him all the kingdoms of this world. Isn't this what you want? Because it was given to me. And I can give it to anybody. Who gave it to him? Adam. And I said, you bow down again. I'll give it to you. And Jesus said, no, I'm not bowing down. I will die. Because the only way to get it, God's way, is to be beaten like a thief. To carry all our sin on his head. And he will separate from God. And he will die on the cross. And Jesus said, that's what I'm going to do. Now he's gotten the glory back for us. But he got it God's way. The question is, I'm not against you fulfilling your potentials. I'm not against you breaking record. Are you doing it at the instance of God? Or at the instance of your peers? The instance of your parents? The instance of other people? You know, Jesus Christ told Satan three times, it is written. Satan said, tell this story to bread. Come on, use your power with God. Get bread out. Do you notice that when he was in his ministry, he was using bread to make bread? He was feeding people with bread. He didn't turn stone to bread. What was wrong in that was Satan was the one telling him to do it. And he said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. That means I'm not going to take my instructions from you. I'm going to take it from God. If this generation can learn to listen to God. Do you know that the people that did most of the stuff in the Bible were young people? Yes, sir. Josiah ate. He ruled the nation. Daniel was how old? Teenager when they captured him. David, yeah, David 17. Joseph, I don't know how much he was 17 too. I mean, they're so young and they had so much God. And Paul said, let no man despise your youth. That's his assignment and his instruction. You know, that was what I read when I came to this church. I was made a youth pastor and I went to read it. Paul said, do not let anybody despise your youth. But he said, be an example in word, in love, in faith, in purity. Look at this generation. Young people, are you pure? Everybody's showing cleavages. Even if you don't have, you feel you are disadvantaged. You will not pump it out. <laughs> it's so stupid. That's why there's a lot of 
problem a lot of immorality a lot of sin why you have god you are not valuing the god daniel valued his god connection we're not going to eat this food please give us fruit or whatever and when there was a problem that would kill all of them they because they value their god they solve the problem do you know that the holy spirit will teach you things that are to come do you know the holy spirit can actually lead you to have something that will trend but the reason why he will not give it to us is because when he trains, you are asking for it to consume on yourself. Selfish. Christ was not selfish. He didn't think of himself. Sorry to say, I hope I'm not busting your bubble. That's what you get for asking me to talk. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. I gradually coming to an end. And I have a question here for the forms provided for the listeners to ask the guests any questions. And this one stands out, and I would love for you to answer. It says, how do I handle waiting on God's time of revealing and the fear of the future? And also, how do I tell the difference between haste and God's speed? Well, haste is you. Haste has to do with the human being. So, what is haste? It's you not being matured. You're not ready for something, but you want it. You're not ready for a relationship. But you get into one. You hurt yourself. All the things we watch now, you notice from small age, they will start saying dating, stuff like that. You know, it's strange to us. We don't do that. And that's why people end up with a lot of confused emotions. Then you start feeling, okay, the guy now no longer likes you. You now say, oh, your heart is broken. I, I don't get it. You're not even up to the age where you can trust your heart. You're already wanting somebody for yourself why don't you just be everybody's friend bible says do not awaken love until you are ready for it so haste is when you try to do what you're not supposed to do before it's time i mean they told us they're baking cake for you and they tell you that okay this cake will be ready in three hours time don't open the oven and your mommy goes out and then the smell of the cake is filling everywhere and it's ah three hours who will not be waiting this time and eat when there is microwave then one hour you open the oven your mom is not there, but you see that the thing is smelling right there. You put your hand. You think the mark of your hand is not going to be there. Then you taste it. Huh? It's not even okay. okay. One thirty, one hour thirty minutes, you put your hand again. Then two hours, you put your hand again. Then two and a half hours, you put your hand again. And then you have been eating and eating it. By the time the cake is ready, we'll be able to eat it. By that time, something would have happened to you. Maybe you're rushing to the toilet, you're feeling like vomiting. That's exactly what's happening. That's what Satan has done with sex. Having that. And then so when they're not getting to marry, they're wondering, okay. And then they're now facing erectile dysfunction, they're facing a lot of problems, you know, hormonal stuff and all that. It's all because we're in a hurry. Now when you say God speed, I, I don't know what that means. God does things in his own time. The Bible says he makes all things beautiful in his time. He's not in time, he created time for us. So <laughs> you are the one seeing it as speed. You understand what I'm saying? Now, if he needs to do something for you with speed, maybe because you missed something where you were not supposed to or because you were sinning that time, so he forgives you, then he can read. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I had gone with the other person. Now, that other person had all the what I thought. So that's why when you get born again, you're a new creature in Christ. Renew your mind so that you can get his plans for your life and then do it. Is that okay? So here's is when you do not believe you are trying to make things happen for yourself. Moses, he knew in his heart he's supposed to be a deliverer. And then he separated people and then he killed one person. And then he feels, guys, don't you guys know that I'm supposed to be a deliverer? He did that in haste. He chased him away, ran away. You understand? When it was time, it was 80 years, 40 years after. God went to meet him in the wilderness and said, go and deliver my people. 
it's like, ah, 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 I mean, that's that, that's that's not my daughter. Don't worry, your cousin, you know, from me. And then he went, and he didn't. So it doesn't matter the time. What matters is when God is with you. And then the fear of the future, or something. You said something about fear of the future. Why are you afraid of future? If you are in Him, the Bible says, in Him we live and move and have a being. You are in God, and you are afraid of the future. Who knows the future? Are you afraid of going home? Because you know they love you at home. So home is a place where you live. Everybody you love is there. So why are you afraid of going home? And why are you afraid of something? Ignorance. Why are you absent? <laughs> so fear of the future is because you do not, you have not settled down to know your future. Scripture is like the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter until the path of day. Makes me know that there's a future for me. Scriptures that makes me know that in Him I live and move, I have my being. God is the glory and the lifter up on my head. He maintains my Lord. He's my portion. He's my God. Whom shall I be afraid for? You know, things like that. God is my light and my portion. Of whom shall I be afraid? I'm content with what I have, for He has said He will never leave me. So I may boldly say, God is my helper. I will not be afraid. And another one says, this poor man cried to the Lord and God delivered him from all his fears. Why don't you talk to God about your fear, about your future? Lord, what exactly do you have for me in the future? What is my future going to look like? And then begins to tell you your future is great, shining brighter and brighter until the perfect day. If you follow me, I'm going to take you there. I don't think so. I got so why are you afraid? I told you fear is a function of ignorance. Also fear is a function of focus. When Peter focused on Jesus, it is I. He said, if it is you, bid me to come. And he focused on Jesus. He was walking on water. No human being has ever done it. Only Peter and Jesus. If you can abuse anybody, go and try to walk on water in your bathroom. Do you understand? He was doing that. He was focused on Jesus. The moment he took his eyes off Jesus, began to look at the storms and the water. And one day, hey, I'm walking. Began to sing. So most of the time, fear is a function of your focus. Okay, so we've heard a a whole lot and I'm sure that everyone has listened must have drawn enough wisdom to run for the rest of their lives. So the last question is is not a question actually. I just really want you to pray and speak a word over everyone listening. And it was leave us the lesson, the final lesson. Lord help everyone listening to know you more. Grant us the spirit of contentment. That will be content with what we have for you have said you will never leave us what do we have we have you almighty god the judge of all we have jesus he's the mediator of the new covenant we have the holy spirit having jesus having the holy spirit having god we've got everything because in god and in christ all things consist open our eyes that we may know the hope to which you have called each and every one of us Lord, i pray you reveal yourself more to this generation let them be able to learn to spend time with you. Let them learn to value stillness, silence, solitude, and meditation. And they will be able to hear your voice, Holy Spirit. And we help them to know that you have greater mighty things for those that love you. The Bible says, I have not seen, but as they heard, as they enter into the heart of man, the things that God has reserved for those that love him. But you, O oh God, you have revealed them to us by your Spirit. For your Spirit started the deep things of God, Holy Spirit. Please reveal to this generation how much you love them and how much you've got them covered. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys, that was 
pastor Wale. and i know that you just got blessed so do not forget to share this episode to every single person who needs to listen to it in fact i think you should gift it to every young person on your cl because a lot of us need to hear the truth that was shared on this particular episode and yes guys there will be forms for feedback because i know you have testimonies and then we'll also have prayer request forms ready and available on our social media pages so have an amazing weekend see ya i love you bye